Today's episode of the Share the Knowledge podcast is all about selecting songs for a set. Let's get into it. For the last 27 years, I've been rocking stages, playing in clubs, and having a lot of fun as a DJ and turntablist. And in that time, I've seen and learned a lot. Now it's time for me to share that knowledge to help you become a better DJ. I'm DJ TLF, and this is the Share the Knowledge podcast for DJs. One, two, one, two, what's going on? It's your boy DJ TLM, the last Mohican. Welcome to the Share the Knowledge podcast for DJs. Welcome to, let's call it a new season because we're working with a new format. But before we get into that, if you want to check out all of my DJ content, make sure you follow me on all social platforms. Of course, the DJ TLM TV channel on YouTube, all the other social media platforms, the handle is DJ TLM. So that's Mixcloud, SoundCloud, IG, Twitch, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, you name it, I'm there and that's the handle. So why do I call it a new format? Up until this point, the Share the Knowledge podcast for DJs has been a Q&A show and I would select a bunch of questions to answer during the podcast. Now I have a lot of fun doing those episodes, but I'm actually already doing that in the Share the Knowledge live format, my live streaming format. And I have to be honest, it's more fun to answer Q&A, to do Q&A in a live setting because you actually get to talk to the people asking the question at that very moment. So I enjoy that. So the Q&A format is still here, but I'm going to keep that live. I want to use the podcast to share information, and I think it's actually going to be more valuable for me to spend an entire episode to discuss a single topic, which will also make it easier for you to find certain information when you scroll through my podcast episodes. So for today's episode, the entire episode is going to be about selecting songs for a set. It allows me to go a little bit more in depth. It doesn't give me the feeling that I'm spending too much time on one question. I get questions about this a lot. So I take in that information like, hey, a lot of people want to know this and that will give me an idea for a full episode. And I can tell you right now, I have plenty of ideas for full episodes. So this is going to be selecting songs for a set. I can already tell you the next episode is going to be about song preparation and so on and so on. So the selection process, it's going to be a little bit different for each and every one of us because we all have our own style of playing. But there are certain things I feel you should always take into consideration when you're selecting songs for a set. I want to start off by talking about prepared sets versus freestyle sets. I'm a freestyle DJ. I do not prepare my sets, but playing freestyle doesn't mean that you do not select songs. I don't take my entire music collection and just play whatever comes to mind. That could be done, but it's not going to be very efficient and it's going to lead to me having actually way too much music. I have to scroll too long and it's going to take me out of my flow. I'm going to have a better performance if I have a little more of a limited selection that is actually catering towards that specific event. Now, of course, for all digital DJs out there, you will probably have a folder structure and you will have certain folders that just have a bunch of tracks that will work in most occasions. You still have those. In this case, I'm talking about 
making a special playlist, a special folder for a certain event, but I always keep it in the back of my mind that I have my other folders to fall back on. So for the people who play a prepared set, your process is gonna be the same in the beginning, but the difference is after you select your songs, you are going to spend a lot of time actually putting all of those tracks together to turn that into your story, your set. And you're gonna prepare all of your transitions, you're gonna check out the different tempos, see which tracks work best together at the moment. Maybe you already have a theme in mind, but there's gonna be a lot of work done after you select your tracks, but the selection process is not gonna be that different. So the first thing you need to do before you can start selecting your songs is do the research. What kind of gig are you actually doing? What's the location? What's the function? So is it a club set? Are you playing at a bar? Is it a festival? Is it something like a conference or is it a private event? Maybe something like a wedding? Are you doing a radio gig or is it for a live stream? So for me recently, live streams have been my gigs. I did a set yesterday and I made a selection for that live stream. So knowing what type of event you're doing is important because that will have an influence on your selection. Doesn't always have to be very different, but you're gonna envision different things if you're playing on a large stage at a festival compared to being probably more of background music at a conference. So that's important to know. The second thing that you need to know is what kind of people, what's the crowd gonna be like, what kind of people are attending, and what is the theme of the event? Is there a specific theme? Is it built around specific genres? Very important because if it is something that is specifically for a couple of genres, then you're gonna select songs within those genres. Uh, is it gonna be a trance event or is it gonna be hip hop R&B? Is it gonna be open format where you can do whatever you wanna do? That is very important to know in advance. Another important thing is your time slot. Are you the warm up DJ? Are you playing prime time? Are you somewhere in between? That has a very large effect on your song selection. This is important, especially for you new DJs. If you've been booked to play a warm-up set and you're gonna select songs for your warm-up set, you shouldn't be looking at the crazy high energy hits. That's not your job. That's not what you're gonna be playing during that event. I have a caveat there. I know that in certain places, you will have cities or areas in cities that are really tourist focused, especially in the bar scene, where there's not really such a thing as a warm up set. I don't really do these gigs, but I know the situation. You can have like streets or strips filled with bars, and those bars are just filled with tourists from the beginning to the end of the evening, and those tourists hop in and out of all the different bars. You're not gonna be able to do a warm up set there because the owner just wants you to play hype music, play hits. So when people come in, they hear familiar music, they grab more drinks and that's it. Uh, not my cup of tea. I would not prefer to play like that, but I do understand that if that is the job, 
you can't come in and be like, hey, uh, I'm doing the warm up set. I'm here to build the, 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 the atmosphere, the ambiance. No, there's not, no such thing. You're going to have drunk tourists that come in and they want to hear banging music, hits, drink, and they'll leave after like 15, 20, 45 minutes, whatever. And then new people will come in and they're not there to be warmed up either. So it is very important to know the location, the type of gig it is, the type of crowd that's being expected. Um, another part of research is knowing what equipment there is, but that has no influence really on your song selection. So I'm going to leave that for an entirely different episode. So time slot, location, theme, crowd, those are important things. And the reason I say theme is you could have something that is built around specific genres, but you can also have something that's really built around a specific time frame as well. Meaning it could be a 70s disco party, but the emphasis is really on disco. So they want you to play a specific genre, but also just music from that one time frame. Or maybe it's a 70s party, so it's not specifically just disco, but you can play other genres, but it has to be from that same era. I mean, those are things that are really important to know. And sometimes that can make it a lot of fun when you're actually selecting your songs. If you have that goal, like, you know, like, hey, I'm looking for something built around one specific theme. And that could be anything from Halloween to uh, um, girl power, whatever it is, like, like just songs for the ladies or just playing female artists, something like that. There's all sorts of things. But if you know that that's the case, you're going to have a better idea of what you're looking for. All right, next up, let's talk about music sources. Now, normally my first source of music is the music I have in my collection. So, of course, I have a ton of folders filled with music that I can go into and look for songs. Uh, but that's already there. So before I get into my own folders, I'm going to take a look at the DJ pools. In this case, the DJ pool I'm subscribed to, DJ City. And I'm going to check to see if they have anything new in there that I want to add because I'm like, yeah, I want to play that song. I've, 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 I've heard it this week. I really like that vibe. I want to play it. Mind you, this all only works if you don't have some kind of old school theme, because if you're playing at a party with an old school theme, you're not going to play new music. But for instance, for my live stream yesterday, I knew I was going to play anything I want to play. So in that case, I can look for new music as well. And one place you can do that is a DJ pool if you're subscribed to a DJ pool. Now, the other place I will most definitely look because that is my main source of music right now is BeatSource. So that is the place where I actually make a lot of the playlists that I use during my set. I call it a playlist because that's what they call it, but it's not a set list of tracks. It's just a folder of tracks that will show up in my record box or my Serato, whatever DJ software I'm using. And that's filled with songs that I found just looking on BeatSource, looking for some different music. And I have a goal in mind when I go to BeatSource. In this case, I knew I wanted to play, I knew I wanted to play some new tracks, new hip hop R&B. So I went through some of the new folders, like they're new, they have like a top 20 of new songs. Then they have the most played songs of the last month, but also like newer tracks. And I can just look, check the new releases. And I knew I wanted to play R&B. 
So I went into some of their specific R&B folders, R&B playlists that they have and just grab tracks from there. And you could just look by uh, search by genre as well. But I mostly do that on DJ pools for new music, on beat source for old and new music. Now, of course, I don't always do that. Like I said, I have a music collection. You will probably already have a music collection. If you know you're playing something specific, a specific type of theme, and you know you have music that fits that genre or that theme well, of course, you can just go to your folders, go through those songs and grab whatever you need. I'm just saying there's a ton of different options when it comes to finding your music. So I have those different sources and next to looking at just the sources, I always want to make sure I have a bunch of sure shots. Now, in this case, I will most likely just fall back on folders that I already have. I do gigs that basically all fall within the same realm of music. So it's going to be a hip hop gig. It's going to be a hip hop R&B gig. It might be hip hop R&B, a little dance hall. It might be hip hop R&B, New Jack Swing. It might be a throwback with all of those genres, but it all fits within that same realm of music. And I have folders on my computer with like the biggest bangers from those genres. So of course, I just have those. I don't need to put those in my special song selection. So for that special song selection, I look for songs that I want to play and maybe I haven't played in a while or uh, songs that I might not have in one of those folders. One important thing I want to mention is if you're going to play new tracks, make sure you listen to the songs. So it's not just hearing the first 20, 30 seconds. And yes, within that time frame, you can recognize if this is a dope song, if you like it, and most likely if it's going to work for your set. You can hear that in 20, 30 seconds for sure. The thing is, you want to make sure you've actually heard that entire song because listening to that entire song will also tell you if there may be special parts in there that you want to take care of during your song prep. So maybe you can hear that there's a nice break in the middle of the song. You might want to have a cue point or a loop there, or hey, at the end of the song, there's a beat switch or something happens. If you just heard the first 20, 30 seconds, you won't know that. Maybe you mix out of that track before you get to that great point, or it surprises you because you weren't prepared. So please, if you're going to use new songs in your set, and I mean, I've been burnt by this as well. I've done this plenty of times. Just heard a song like, ooh, that sounds great. Then you grab it. The first thing I notice that when I'm playing and I'm going through the folder of selected songs, all of the new songs that I have in there that I haven't truly listened to, I hesitate to grab because half of the time I already forgot what the song sounded like because if you hear 20 30 seconds and you hear that it's dope but you move on it doesn't stick as well so i've done that plenty of times that i go past the track like a bunch of times and after i'm done with my stream and i hear that song again i'm like oh that was it or i'm listening to it just later on and then i'm hearing like oh 
that break in the middle would have been so dope to use, but I didn't know that because I didn't listen. So listen to your songs. Knowing your music is very important. So if you're going to use new music that you don't know yet, make sure you actually listen to it. Now, when it comes to your song selection and folder structure, you have to find a way that works for you. I keep it super simple. I make one folder and that folder is the folder with songs I selected to use for that particular live stream or gig, whatever type of thing I'm doing. Radio doesn't matter. I bring that one folder with the songs I selected that I really want to play. Then I have the other folders that I can fall back on. But if you prefer to make a selection of, of songs that you play for that event, but you do want to separate them, you can do that. So for instance, if you're gonna play multiple genres and you've made a selection, but you wanna have all of those genres separately, you can make separate genre folders within that folder. So you have one folder, give it the name of the event that you're gonna play at. So for instance, yesterday I did Crates episode 42, call that playlist, call that Crates episode 42. Now you can make a folder in computer with that name, but within that folder, you can then make a hip hop folder, an R&B folder, or whatever genres you're gonna play and put your songs in there. If that's what you prefer to have it separated like that, then of course you can do that. Uh, I, I just keep things very simple and just use one single folder. So like I said, there is such a thing as song preparation, even when you're doing a prepared set. I'm gonna get into that in the next episode, but just keep in mind when I say song preparation, listening to the song is actually part of song prep because you need to know the song. So that works for this episode as well. But then once you listen to it and you hear that it has certain things you might wanna use, now I'm talking about your cue points, loops, and uh, in some cases, maybe you even want to make an edit when you hear something, you're like, oh, that's dope, but I want to have it longer. And maybe you use Audition or Audacity and you actually make an edit. Those are things you can do in song prep. For my stream yesterday, I did not get to do that. So I did not have my cue points in for all the new songs I selected. So in this case, I had to set them on the fly. I can do it. But yes, it is much more comfortable when you go to do a gig and you can go into that folder with songs you selected for that gig. So all of those songs make sense at that event, but that when you load them in, cue points and stuff are set as well. So song prep, we're gonna get into that in the next episode. So that is basically my process when it comes to selecting songs for a set. I need to know what I'm gonna be doing, what my time slot is so I know what my goal is. And when I'm doing my live streams, I keep things very free. I do basically always start on a warm-up note. So I will start with a mellow type of vibe. Sometimes I stay in that mood for an hour or two and sometimes I'll just ramp it up and the energy is twice as high within an hour and now I'm throwing out bangers left and right. It all depends on the mood. But I do keep in mind what, what my purpose is. So if I'm being booked for a set and I know my time slot, 
I'm definitely looking for things that will fit that time slot. If I'm playing a warm-up set, I'm selecting songs that will work for a warm-up set. So I'm looking for songs that have a more mellow vibe um, that create that great atmosphere. Mind you, I will have the extra folders on deck. So if the energy is up way too early or they're already fully packed at capacity after an hour, and you can tell like, hey, they're all ready to take it up a notch. I'll have extra music ready that I can go to. But like for my last year and a half, two years, live streaming has been what I've been doing. I do have an upcoming gig, first day of ADE. I'm gonna make a selection for that as well. This is a little bit different. It's gonna be an in-store event. Most likely the people that will show up there will be people they're gonna be networking. So it's not like you're rocking a crowd. There's no dance floor there. It's um, it's a store that's around the corner from my studio store called Mr. Mokum. Uh, they, they really represent Amsterdam. They have all things that are Amsterdam related there from gear to books, you name it. Uh, and, and they have great food. So it should be a different type of event. Now I'm gonna live stream during that event so I do know that I will have an audience that is larger than just the people at that event. So that gives me something, something to think about. If it was just in that store and I knew people were just gonna be networking, I might consider myself to be more of background music. So I'm not gonna go all out with crazy party vibes because it's also, it starts at like 12. So in the afternoon, 12 to two, so it's not gonna be that crazy party mode, but I'm gonna start with a strong warm-up vibe. So warm-up songs, but I want those warm-up songs to already give you a nice amount of energy. So instead of being like super mellow, I do want it to have more of a, more of a vibe to it. So that's a nice little, um, nice little challenge. Like, okay, how am I gonna, I'm gonna approach that. What type of tracks will fit for what I'm thinking of? And sometimes that's important. You really have to have an idea of what you wanna do. In this case, I wanna have something in mind that I'm gonna do. And yes, people will be watching the live stream, but of course the main focus is the people that you have there. Also for DJs, keep in mind during ADE, you might have people in attendance that are you might, you're gonna have people in attendance that are actually in the music biz, DJ biz, you name it. So it doesn't hurt to make sure that your set is tight. Now tight doesn't mean that you have to play with blazing energy, but you have to show, like I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to build a nice atmosphere with the right songs for that vibe and Doing a great warm-up set actually shows a lot more skill than playing a bunch of bangers. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm gonna use BeatSource for sure to look for songs because my own crates currently are just not that great. And BeatSource just has everything so I can find old music, new music. Once I find all of the songs that I might wanna play because I always have too many songs if I do a, a proper selection I always have more than I play I'm gonna make sure I really listen to them well so that when I'm standing there and I'm playing and I look at those titles I know exactly what I'm looking at and I let the vibe dictate what I'm gonna do next so 
that's it. That's my take on selecting songs for a set. Now, if you're listening to the podcast and you have questions relating to this or something was unclear about this story, let me know. And you can do that by joining the next Share the Knowledge live live stream or by leaving a comment in the comment section or just sending me an email, stk, stk at djtlm.com, stk at djtlm.com. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope this type of format can bring value that is easier to find. So this is going to be, I don't even know if I'm going to call this season four. Uh, I have to, you'll see the name, you're watching this or you're listening to this right now. I have to um, think of uh, the proper naming for this, but at least you, you know in the title, it's going to say selecting songs for a set. Next week is going to be about song preparation. I'm going to try and get a little bit in depth into my process when it comes to the song prep, even though I'm not the most complicated guy when it comes to my uh, prep and DJing. All right, that's it for the Share the Knowledge podcast for DJs. It's your host, DJ TLM, The Last Mohican. I want to thank you for tuning in and uh, check you next time. Peace. Mm-hmm.